Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we'll be joined by Kyle Tucker from The Athletic to preview Saturday's matchup between Florida and Kentucky. And we'll also bring you some comments from Gators head coach Mike White on the Wildcats. UF and UK will tip off at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And now let's get some perspective on the nation's number 10 team from Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Here was my conversation with him this week. We're now joined by Kyle Tucker from The Athletic to preview Saturday's matchup between Florida and Kentucky. The Gators out of the top 25, the Wildcats a top 10 team despite a roller coaster season for both squads. Uh, we'll get Kyle's thoughts on both teams, kind of how they stack up and what their future holds with tournament time right around the corner. Kyle, thanks for joining us on Locked on Gators, my friend. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's uh not as probably not as warm here it's 37 degrees in lexington so probably not as warm here as where you are well it's not your typical games before today it's a little cold and rainy but i can't complain it's, it's not definitely temperature wise down there so <laughs> but man let, let's start with with both of these teams it's been a wild college basketball season a wild sec season and i think florida and kentucky let us know early on that it was going to be that because both of those teams kind of had some losses that made you scratch your head. Yeah, I mean, I've been really baffled by Florida. I was very high on them in the preseason, as many people were, as they started the year in the top ten. And it still, to this day, doesn't really make sense to me that, that Florida, uh, with all of the on-paper talent they have, uh, hasn't been better. Obviously, have improved in the league play. And then Kentucky goes in preseason number one Michigan State opening night and comes back home and loses to Evansville team that I think has lost like 15 straight games, pushing 300 in the Ken Palm rankings. Has had a couple other sort of head-scratching losses along the way. Kentucky has finally put it together, too. You know, they've won five in a row, nine out of ten, 13 out of 15, I think. And the two losses in that time have both been down to the wire. So, I mean, I, they've kind of asserted themselves as the team we thought Kentucky would be. They're not dominating anybody. Every game they play is close. The other night at LSU, they're up like 15 with five minutes to go and end up winning by three. It's always a close call, but they're winning these games and now a two-game lead in the league. So, yeah, it's, it's been weird, but I think it's maybe some some teams are stabilizing. Kentucky has. It feels like Florida, to a degree, um, has kind of gotten it back together. And, and maybe this is a little closer to the game that we thought we were going to get between Kentucky and Florida before the season. Definitely uh, Florida has not so far lived up to that preseason number six ranking, but Kentucky has climbed back up into the top 10. And let's talk about that climb, Kyle, because, you know, that loss to Evansville was kind of uncharted waters for Cal's team. How did he deal with that? How did these players deal with that and, and able to bounce back the way they have? Well, I, I think it was, you know, to, to a degree it was a good call, although they still turned around a, a few weeks later and lost back-to-back games out in Las Vegas to Michigan uh, and Street. But, you know, I think some guys recognized uh, that anybody could beat them in that game. And then some of it, too, I think was just, uh, as we've seen, uh, Michigan State's lost, what, nine games now? Michigan, that win over Michigan State, maybe not as good as it looked 
right away. And, and Kentucky, for all the you know unusual amount of guys they had coming back, still had to work out some kinks, kind of figure out who they were. They still weren't starting the three guards yet, which is a big part of this season. That, you know, Cal Terry finally decided to go small-ish. Not, they're not not ever small at Kentucky, but you know they start three guys who are point guards coming out of high school: Emmanuel Quickly, Ashton Hagens, Tyrese Maxey, all five star guys. Um, and then you know the two big guys, EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards. They had to kind of figure out, you know, what was their best identity, who were they going to be, and they hadn't figured that out yet against Evansville. So, I, in some ways, I think it was just it was a really early season game where things weren't hitting right for them, uh, and they probably saw a lot more of themselves than what they should have against Michigan State. And I, I think for the most part, they just really successfully took that loss for what it was and kind of went back to work and back to the board and uh, tried to figure out how this group could win. They're not very deep. They're not like overwhelmingly talented. Um, you know, they have plenty of five-star guys and fellow All-Americans, but they, you know, not elite, elite just totally dominant guys. And so they've had to I think, kind of grind a little bit and they figured that out and figured out how to do it. Obviously that was the low point, but you mentioned the high that they've been on as, as of late. I mean, what would you say Kyle has been the key to their success? You, you mentioned they've won five games in a row. What's really been the catalyst for that? You know, two of the big stories of their season, in addition to Ashton Higgins at point guard, who's been, you know, he's the returning SEC defensive player of the year and he's been, spectacular defender again and he also leads the league in assists but i think the the big two stories this year are Emmanuel quickly and nick richards two other guys who came back quickly as a sophomore who really played last season nick richards as a junior who barely played last season both former mcdonald's all americans who, who had just before this season not at all approached kind of heights they came in with uh and richards in particular had just really struggled for two years and now he may be the leading contender for SEC Player of the Year, and, and his top competition might be quickly his teammate. He quickly in the last 15 games is averaging 18 points. In eight games, he's averaging almost 19 points. He's shooting like 43% from three in league play. Um, he's just become this super, super reliable scorer. He scored double figures in 15 straight games since uh, the end of December. Nick Richards has kind of become a, a double-double machine in the middle. He's got five 20 and 10 games. He's got 10 double doubles. Blocks a lot of shots. He had six block shots uh, in the last game against LSU. And, you know, when you, you talk to opposing coaches, Kermit Davis from Ole Miss said he might be the best center in America. Uh, Will Wade, LSU, after that last game, said that he basically totally dominated the game defensively and that was as good as anybody in the league and inside the third circle. I would say those two guys have been the key to this turnaround. But, Essentially, at the same starting point, Nick Richards at the Louisville game had a huge double-double against a really good Louisville team. Emmanuel quickly had at the time it was a career high of scoring against Louisville and hit kind of a decisive free throws in that game. Both of them at that point forward, um, and that's turned out to be their biggest win of the season, in the 15-game since have been pretty much consistently uh, great for Kentucky, and uh, that, that's really the story of the turnaround. We're speaking with Kyle Tucker from The Athletic. Now on to Saturday matchup between the Gators and Wildcats. The Kentucky Wildcats swept Florida last season. Now two games coming up in the next five. What are your thoughts on on this game? Obviously, 
Kentucky riding high. Florida has figured some things out, but still a bit of a roller coaster of the season. They've had so much inconsistency, which you would maybe, I guess, expect from so many freshmen, but they do have a lot of talent if they can just put it all together. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, I saw, I covered Scotty Lewis as a recruiting guy in Kentucky badly uh, and, and thought a lot of Scotty Lewis. I got very familiar with Kerry Blackshear because he was a guy that Kentucky very much wanted to add as a grad transfer and uh, I think was one of the major contenders other than Florida for him. But Nimhard coming back was huge for them. To me, it's, it made sense that they would be uh, one of the two or three best teams in the SEC and, and you know, a legitimate contender to make a deep run in the tournament. So the struggles, again, the struggles just didn't really make sense to me, but I think now that they're they're a little bit pulling it together, and I think now that we're getting down to it and everybody in that Florida locker room knows that, okay, you got two shots at Kentucky here in the last couple weeks of the season, get one of those and maybe punch your ticket to the NCAA tournament. That can certainly guys dial in and, you know, a guy like Scotty Lewis, a guy like Dakshire who, you know, could have gone to Kentucky and ended up at Florida and it hasn't gone great and now has this op- these two opportunities to, to show what they can do against that program, to show what they can do against Kentucky's, you know, NBA prospects because they want to go to the NBA. Uh, I think that will have everybody ratcheted up. I think it will be the case on both sides for Kentucky's guys as well. Yeah, and Scotty Lewis, man, he's just been the spark plug as of late. He's he started to figure it out, man. He's just shown flashes of why he was so highly touted coming out of high school. Trey Mann, the other five-star that they signed, it's taken him a little bit more time. Uh, here and there, he's had his moments as well. The sophomores for Florida, they're really coming on in the month of February. And Blackshear, I mean, the Gators go as Blackshear goes. And the one thing that's been the bugaboo for them is when he gets in foul trouble, that really sets them back. As you look at Saturday's matchup, Kyle, what do you feel like would – you know, really hold Kentucky back and allow Florida to win this game? And what does Kentucky need to do to come out victorious? Well, the one kind of thing that emerged today as we're recording this on Friday, at about 3 o'clock I just left uh, UK's practice facility. And, you know, in the last game, Ashton Hagens, the starting point guard, uh, got tripped up and went down hard late in the game and suffered a uh, big, bad, deep fibers. Like, could barely walk on it. He has a huge basketball-sized bruise, I think, on his uh, thigh um, and did not come back in the game. Uh, he had been too much of a thigh bruise. I think everybody just assumes, all right, he'll be done. But he hurt his ankle. Uh, and so both of those guys missed Thursday's practice. Uh, they were both dressed for today's practice. But Perry was kind of setting it up like a, a real possibility that one or both of them could miss that game. Now, that I mean, if both of them miss the game, I don't know how Kentucky could pull it off because as talented as they still are, they have no margin for error at that point. They're only playing right now with eight scholarship players available, and that would put them down to six, and they'd be without their their star in the middle, Nick Richards, and their point guard. And Cal said over and over again that Tyrese Maxey, the freshman, is not really ready to grab the team. So that would be one one way that I think Kentucky could be screwed. Uh, I think Richards will play. Uh, he looked like he was fine to me. We talked to him today, and, you know, he didn't look to be limping. Uh, Ashton Higgins is still limping a little bit. I, I talked to a couple people around the program who told me they thought he there was an actual possibility that he might not be able to go in that game, and that would be huge, obviously. I mean, that's, that's something to keep an eye on. We'll 
paying real close attention during warm-ups tomorrow. Everybody's healthy, though. It's kind of the same thing you mentioned for Florida. You know, when Nick Richards gets in foul trouble, they're thin. You know, they, they love Nick Richards. They love what they got in him, but there's not, there's really nothing after Nick Richards. They're pretty light on big guys. And so if Blackshear gets Richards in foul trouble or vice versa, um, then that's, I think, whichever side's big guy gets in foul trouble is going to be at a major disadvantage. What do you think the future holds for both of these teams? Obviously, I think in the SEC, most people would look at Kentucky as a team that could go the farthest in the tournament. But out behind Kentucky, who would you say is the second team in that pecking order that could really go far once uh, March rolls around? I'm not sure. I'm very confident anybody can in the SEC right now, even including Kentucky. I mean, they're playing well, but they're, they're every game is a down to the wire, as I mentioned. You know, they've lost to bad teams. Kentucky has got as much boom or bust potential as any year that I've covered them. If they got a, a four or a five seed, it wouldn't shock me for them to, to get upset in the first round. Uh, if they got a two or a three seed, you know, it wouldn't it still wouldn't shock me to see, see them get upset in the second round. But it also wouldn't surprise me to see this Kentucky team go all the way to the Final Four. As far as the rest of the league, I think Florida Florida's probably now in that group, assuming they don't fall apart and not get in the tournament. I mean, I think they're pretty close to getting locked in. You know, Florida, LSU, Auburn probably are the teams that, and they may be the only other teams in the league to get in, but I think they're all kind of in the same boat, all talented enough to make a run. Uh, LSU, four of their five starters were like top 60 recruits. You know, they've got a great senior leader in Skylar Mays. they got big guys. Uh, Auburn lost a bunch from that Final Four team, but they also returned several of their kind of role players from that team, and they have a terrific freshman in Isaac Okoro, who him being out late with a, an injury has – is one of the reasons they've struggled a little bit. But I, I think highly of Bruce Pearl and his ability to coach teams and get them ready for March. I mean, he went to the Elite Eight with Tennessee and then got Auburn to a Final Four. Those are both hugely impressive coaching jobs. So if Auburn's whole, I probably like Auburn the best of that group. But, uh, you know, it's a crapshoot. This is not a great year for college basketball, and it's especially not a great year for the SEC. Well, Kyle, we had a great time talking to you, man. Great stuff, great perspective on the Wildcats and the Gators. And we'll see how things play out on Saturday. Encourage everybody to go check out his work at The Athletic. It is top-notch, as always. And, uh, Kyle, really appreciate your time today, bud. Hi, brother. Take care. Appreciate Kyle for his time and perspective. When we come back from this break, we'll bring you some comments from Florida coach Mike White previewing Saturday's game against Kentucky. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show, and now it's time for the Gators to take their show on the road to Rupp Arena. They will travel to Kentucky with a 17-9 record, 9-4 in the SEC. The Wildcats are 21-5, 11-2 in the SEC. The Gators coming off a big win over Arkansas, 73-59. It's been a big month in February for Florida's sophomore trio. They've combined for 44 points a game. Led by Keontae Johnson, averaging 16. Andrew Nemhard has been averaging 14.2 points a game. And Noah Locke averaging 13.8 points per game in the month of February. Keontae Johnson led the Gators against the Razorbacks with his sixth double-double of the season. Here's what Mike White had to say about the play of his sophomores as of late. That, uh, you know, that our guys are, uh, you know, continuing to um, fight for improvement, um, continue to strive for growth. Um, we're as connected as, as we've been. 
but it's still spotty. You know, um, I don't know that we've really put 40 together. Um, you know, in, in, in spurts, uh, we'll, we'll play to our ceiling, and that's what you're striving for. Um, obviously, to win at Kentucky, you're going to have to put 40 together. Um, we were really connected down the stretch defensively the other night. The ball movement has been better as of late, the shot selection. Uh, and again, the connectivity offensively, the selflessness has, uh, has improved. Spacing has been pretty good. Outside the first few games, spacing is, has been pretty consistent for us. We, we've really struggled to pass the ball as a team. Talked about it all year. We, Andrew Nemhard and KJ Blackshear are high-level passers um, at their positions. Uh, and after that, it's you know there, there's a big drop off, but there's um, there's been some growth. You know, Keontae Johnson's become a better passer. Noah Locke and Scotty Lewis um, have have developed their passing a little bit, and and it's a it's a day to day process. We're going to work on it again today. You know, and our, our freshman guards off the bench um, have, have got to continue to uh, improve um, in that aspect as well. Only five games remaining in the regular season, and the Gators will face Kentucky twice. The Wildcats swept UF last season, but the Gators swept Kentucky in 2017-2018. Kentucky has climbed back into the top 10, but they had some early season struggles like the Gators did, getting upset by Evansville. But in SEC play, the Wildcats have really turned it on. Here's what Mike White had to say about this year's UK team and the challenges that they'll present on Saturday. Tough place to play, of course. Great environment, though. You know, it'll be a great college basketball game. Um, Kentucky's, you know, obviously one of the dominant programs in college basketball. They're tough to beat anywhere, especially at home. Um, our transition defense has got to be much better uh, than it's been lately. Um, it's probably our biggest efficiency right now, along with uh, defending without fouling. And that's where they're so proficient. Um, as good as anyone in the country at getting the line and as good as anyone in the country at converting at the line. So we've got to play with more, um, with more discipline defensively. Uh, we're playing really hard, but we've got to clean it up. They're terrific. And, and along with Hagens, they got to be in a conversation, in the argument uh, amongst the uh, best backcourts in the country. They're, all three of them can pass it, dribble it, shoot it, apply pressure defensively. Uh, they play well together. Uh, they're good in transition. They're good in the half court. They execute. They're tough. Uh, really, really good backcourt. We've got to be in the gaps. You know, we've got to move with the ball. We've got to load to the ball. Uh, we've got to really move our feet. Um, but it's easier said than done because you've got to extend pressure as well because they shoot it. Um, so our one-on-one -on -one defense has got to be good. Our ball screen defense has got to be good. Um, and obviously, they've got other uh, terrific pieces as well. You know, probably uh, Nick Richards, you know, stands out more than anyone else. Um, one of the best bigs in the country. One of the most improved players in the country. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we previewed the Florida-Kentucky game with Kyle Tucker from The Athletic and brought you some comments from Florida coach Mike White. On Monday's show, we will recap Saturday's matchup between the Gators and Wildcats. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.